Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mdiwa Kavaza, and for today, we do get into what I think is going to be quite a very fascinating discussion. Uh, as many of you will know, I am, uh, you know, a huge geek, uh, you know, when it comes to things around technology, um, you know, and anywhere now that we can see the use of technology, you know, advancing, um, you know, particularly what people consider to be every day processes or things that people are always doing and then some advancement comes in from the world of technology it's always great you know to explore you know some of those things and for today we are joined uh, by the team you know from uh, discovery health uh, they have you know quite an interesting uh, uh, quite an interesting concept uh, you know and uh, they're calling it uh, what you call this uh, they talk, they're talking about uh, hospital at home and you know very interesting to see and hear you know what uh, all of this is about it's something that uh, they actually have been running with uh, I think roughly a month if I remember correctly uh, that they launched this uh, you know particular platform and we're going to be talking to Dr. Boto uh, Mozia who is the head of health uh, professional risk and hospital at home over at Discovery Health just to understand you know what's going on um, you know in this space i think previously we've actually spoken to uh the ceo of uh, discovery health um you know ryan noach uh, just around uh, you know issues to do with you know technology telemedicine etc that was at the heart uh, of uh, the covid 19 pandemic but now that we've come out of it you know how have all of those learnings you know and technology use uh, taken us to where we are today Dr. Mozia, how are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Mudiwa. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for, uh, you know, for being with us. Um, I think just so that, you know, we, everyone is on the same page. Uh, how do people tend to, you know, address you? Because obviously doctor is at the beginning, but do people tend to say Dr. Boto or Dr. Mozia? So it depends on the setting. So most will say Dr. Boto because uh, <laughs> my surname is a little bit harder yeah. as, you, as you've, you've realized. Mohozia is Swahili. My late father was from Tanzania. So it usually trips people up. Yeah. So it's their preference is Dr. Boto. Dr. Boto. All right. Um, I think maybe a, a good place for us uh, to begin before we talk about the technology itself um, is maybe getting a sense uh, of the unit, you know, that you're heading up, um, you know, in your particular purview around health professional risk and, you know, hospital at home. Discovery itself, you know, is one of those names that people uh, need little introduction to within the South African context. Um, so maybe just getting an insight first into um, the unit that you're heading up over at Discovery Health. Okay. So Hospital at Home, um, as you pointed out, is a program that we launched in January this year where we started providing hospital-level care for patients in the comfort of their home. And these patients would have otherwise been sitting in a general ward. Um, so as part of this innovation and, you know, Hospital at Home has been around for quite a few years. The first sort of programs were 2011 um, and we've seen a proliferation of Hospital at Home services globally with, you know, market leaders um, all sort of providing Hospital at Home services. So it was a natural progression that we would bring the model into into discovery as well. Um, so that's in a nutshell is, is Hospital at Home. So patients who would would otherwise have been admitted into a general ward 
um, we will admit them into the comfort of their home and provide all of the services. So, for example, your nursing sisters will come into your home. Your medications, if you need a drip, it'll come into your home. If you need oxygen, it'll come into your home. Mm. Um, I think one of the things that you know people may may want to maybe understand uh, or at least to wrap their heads around is the fact that you know as you said home-based care has been around you know for a number of years and I'm you know thinking back you know decades 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 uh, where doctors used to you know even come and perform certain procedures at people's houses you know and all of that before um, you know wards and you know our typical you know modern hospital care system came uh, into existence and also at the same time just thinking about people that you know chronic patients you know that have you know that are homebound etc so maybe trying to understand i guess the differentiator uh, for you guys as discovery health just around how you you guys have positioned this Absolutely. So you raise a very good point. So in the olden days, as you say, you know, you used to have a doctor come with their briefcase and they'd come into your home to give you the treatment that you you require. So hospital at home is actually, you know, a, a modern take on that, right? So it's old school medicine. Uh, meets very sophisticated technology that allows us to be able to monitor you in the home. Um, and to talk a little bit about this technology, we're utilizing what we call remote monitoring devices. These are, you know, very portable devices that would go on the patient's arm, upper arm. There's no wires attached to it. Um, you know, from a, from a visual perspective, it would look like a watch that you put on, on, on your, your upper arm. And it transmits up to 22 physiological parameters. So your blood pressure, your heart rate, respiratory rate, oxygen levels, temperature, et cetera to a remote command center that is staffed by emergency trained general practitioners who are watching our patients 24 hours a day. So they're able to react to even the most subtle, um, you know, changes in heart rates, blood pressure, et cetera. But what is even more sophisticated about this level of monitoring is the AI technology behind it. So we have partnered with um, a provider called Bioformis, which is out of the U.S., they tend to be the market leaders in terms of hospital at home platform and remote monitoring technologies. So they have what we call the BioVitals Index. So this is the, the analytics engine behind it, which is AI powered. Um, and it has, you know, it's able to pick up very subtle early signs of physiological distress before a patient would even feel unwell or before typically a nurse on the ward would have been able to pick it up. Um, so we're able to pick it up quite early and able to transfer patients into the hospital. And, you know, there's a few case studies now where we've had, for example, we've had a male patient who was admitted into the program, known patient with heart failure, known oncology patient. Um, you know, everything looked fine from the, from the physiological perspective. However, we kept seeing a creep on their BioVitals index. And because of that, the decision was made to transfer into hospital. Patient was reviewed by physicians. Everything looked normal. Um, interestingly enough, 24 hours after, tra after transfer into hospital, that patient developed what we call intestinal obstruction, meaning it's a major blockage in your bowel that in, in, it would have otherwise, you know, created a very sort of bad outcome for that patient. But this BioVitals index was able to pick that up prior to the patient even feeling unwell or complaining of any stomach pain or distension or anything like that. And prior to the nurses or, or the doctors being able to pick up any changes in blood pressure or heart rate that you would, you know, would make you sort of um, have a high index of suspicion that something is wrong. 
So this just gives you an illustration of the power of this technology. And we've seen it play out, you know, multiple times with patients and been able to transfer them into hospital very early enough before any any sort of negative events happen um, in the home. So as I've said, it's, you know, a, a sophisticated, um, you know, monitoring devices and platforms in the home, but also that old school touch where you've got your clinicians coming into the comfort of your home, um, giving you all of the treatment that you require. So it's almost sort of giving power back to patients, right? As opposed to in traditional hospitals where they tend to be, you know, passive consumers of health. They're now active participants in their health. They know exactly what's going on. They have access to their doctors and their nurses 24 hours a day. We provide each patient with a companion device, which is essentially a smart, a Samsung smartphone that allows them to chat to their, to their doctors. So similar to how WhatsApp would work. They're able to video call their doctors or their nurses. They're able to chat. Um, and get an instant response from their, from their doctors. They're also able to see how their vital signs are tracking. We can remind them to take their medications. We can send them questionnaires that assess how, how they're feeling, if there's any sort of concerns. So that in a nutshell is, is, is how hospital at home works. You know, it's actually quite uh, fascinating and interesting the things that uh, technology and particularly AI systems and machine learning are, are able to do. Uh, I know a couple of years ago there were very interesting cases where uh, what do you call this uh, e-commerce is one of the things that we we look at quite a lot, and some of the uh, the some of the um, e-commerce systems with uh, the AI systems in the back end could tell whatever this person is purchasing i think this person might be pregnant let's start sending them you know pamphlets for baby clothes <laughs> you know etc and you know little did the actual person know that this is you know what was you know actually going on in their body but you know through learning um on the on the back end you know the systems were able to pick up um some of those things albeit in this particular instance there's consent uh, where people do want you know that type of uh, monitoring and you know those types of early detection systems you know to be at play and to uh, find and detect you know some of these things so doc one of the things that uh, then comes up when someone is having a conversation like this is uh, hospitals uh this is not uh, this is not a this is not a slight on your profession but rather administration around hospitals is quite intense lots of forms i'm just thinking about the practicalities of what ordinary people feel and go through when they go uh, through the hospitalization process you know you have so many forms to fill out um, you have so many checks and all of this stuff that you have to uh, go through with the doctors recommendations prescriptions all of this stuff but I just want to start with the admitting process because that tends to be you know quite burdensome on the in the way of um, you know administration and all that um, the home the you know hospital hospital at home how how are you guys attacking that piece um you know and i guess the question is about using the word admitted right if i'm at my house you know right, uh, how, how how and when am i counted as having been admitted um you know in discovery's eyes maybe you could just walk us through that Okay, perfect. Um, so for a patient to get admitted into hospital at home, so patient would have either, otherwise been in casualty um, because they were feeling unwell or they would have gone to their doctor's rooms. 
um, they would have examined the patient and determined that this patient requires in-hospital um, treatment. So that's the starting point. Um, at that point, um, the doctor would obviously have a conversation with you as the patient. And once you consent to hospital at home, there's three main channels for the doctor to then admit you into hospital at home. So the first is we've got a dedicated email, um, hospitalhome at discovery.co.za, that the doctor can then um, send us an email with the patient's details, and then we will take it over from there. They also have dedicated um, access to our account managers via WhatsApp, and they can notify them via WhatsApp of this um, admission. We've also got a form that uh, doctors can fill out. What we've also done is we've made it even sort of less cumbersome or less administrative, as you've said, is on our connected care platform, a doctor is able to answer very short, a series of two very short questions on connected care, send through that application, and they get a real-time response on the approval of, of, of hospital at home. So we've tried to make it um, least um, friction as possible for the doctors. Um, uh, very sort of easy and less administrative burden for them because we realize that, and it is a worldwide phenomenon, right? That, um, you know, doctors are getting burnt out because first of all, the working hours are obviously quite long, but also there's a lot of admin associated with, you know, medical insurers, with, with admissions, et cetera. So we've tried to streamline this process and make it as least cumbersome and frictional as possible on the behalf of the doctor so that the experience is a positive one for them. I'm very interested, you know, in the, what you call this, you've given us uh, an idea of, uh, you know, the admin process, you know, how you guys have streamlined that, you know, using uh, technology. And I really do want to touch on technology in a bit because that seems to be, um, you know, the backbone of all of these different, you know, systems and layers that you guys have, um, you know, going on. But uptake, right? Um, and uh, for us, uptake is on both the doctor's side because it's, a, you know, what you call this, uh, there's no there's, there's no patient without a doctor and there's no doctor without the patient. So on both sides, right, how has been the uptake? Because I'm, I, I'm sure one can anticipate that there are, you know, the pluses and minuses on both sides and, you know, a willingness uh, to accept this, uh, quote unquote, new, new take you know, on uh, on the whole hos uh, uh, hospital at home care, you know, type of uh, scenario. So maybe you could walk us through that. So with hospital at home, we've treated just over 150 patients um, in their home quite successfully. We've got around 150 doctors signed up who are actively admitting into hospital at home. So, you know, doctors are embracing it. We've had quite a few events um, in, in you know, a, a two months ago, we had an event um, at Santon where we had international thought speakers around hospital at home from the Brigham and Women and Harvard School of Public Health who talked to hospital at home and the merits. So, you know, when we talk of, of, of hospital care or care within a hospital type of setting, hospital at home is the most evidence-based, right? Because we've got quite a lot of case studies and, 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 and literature out there that actually prove that, you know, outcomes in hospital at home are comparable, if not better in some instances, um, when compared to your traditional hospital. So if we look at, at, at our traditional hospitals currently, you know, it's said that, you know, one in 10 patients who are treated in a traditional hospital will have a negative or an adverse event. We know that when we look at our elderly patients, once they're admitted into hospital, one in three of them will have what we call a cognitive decline or a functional decline um, because of that hospital event. So you'll see that traditional hospitalization is not without its 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 um you know concerns or it's not without 
um, negative impact. However, we're seeing the reverse in, in hospital at home. We're seeing that, you know, patient satisfaction is far much higher than it is in the traditional hospital. We're seeing that patients mobilize earlier, they sleep better, and all of this compounds and gives better clinical outcomes. We see that the quality is much better, and we also see that it's much more affordable than your traditional hospital. And when we look at these global case studies, I've talked about the Brigham and Women's in the US. Um, there's also the Mayo Clinic and the Cleveland Clinic. These are internationally renowned um, medical centers that are sort of always at the forefront and, and cutting edge of medical innovation. Um, if we look in the, U in the UK as well, the NHS during COVID also was treating up to 2,500 patients a week um, in these virtual hospitals, and we call them virtual hospitals. And if you look anywhere across the world, Israel, there's Sheba. Um, if you look in Canada, if you look in Australia. So this is a model that's well entrenched um, and, and is making great progress. So from a, from a local physician perspective, we're seeing that as we sort of, you know, provide more education around the model, as they use, you know, hospital at home with their first and second patient, there's a certain level of comfort that they get. They we're getting, you know, superior sort of feedback from them. They're enjoying the technology. They're enjoying being able to have sight of their patients 24 hours. So if you sort of look in the traditional setting now, right, a doctor would come in the morning, uh, do their ward round, see that patient, and then they go into their rooms downstairs and they're consulting for the rest of the day. They will more likely than not not have an interaction with that patient again for the rest of the day unless, you know, the nursing sister calls them and tells them that, you know, they urgently need their help. And whilst they're sitting in their consulting room, they have no insight as to what's happening with their patients on the ward. But hospital at home changes that. So in the comfort of their consulting room, they're able to log on to the platform and have sight at their leisure of how their patients are performing, what their vitals are looking like. They can also track all the interactions that have happened with their patients. The entire care team, the nurses, the remote monitoring doctors that are watching the patient on behalf of the physician, um, the physio who's coming into their home, they're all communicating on the single platform. So this doctor is able to see minute by minute, second by second, what has been transpiring with their patient. And when they have a break, they can chat with their patient and get a real-time response. Um, so it, it, it's allowed that personal touch. It's allowed them to have continuous access to their patients um, at their convenience. So we're seeing them embracing it. We're seeing that patients love it. They are appreciating having access to their care team, being able to talk to their doctors. They're also appreciating the fact that they can recover in the comfort of their home with, you know, all of their sort of, you know, Netflix is on demand. They can watch their Netflix. They can eat their own home cooked meals. Uh, more importantly, they can sleep in, 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 in their own bed. So we're seeing that, you know, all of this is powerful um, sort of environment that lends itself to, to better outcomes for patients. And uh, the patients, uh, the patient side of things. You're a doctor. Um, when trying to recommend this type of care uh, to, to to patients, are they? What's the hardest stumbling block in terms of actually saying to someone, you know, this could because the research and the data, like you said, it's showing that this, you know, could work well, you know, in a patient's favor. But I'm sure there are traditional mindsets that have to be broken a little bit, you know, when you're recommending this type of care to someone. That's correct. Um, and, and as you rightly pointed out, you know, a patient's relationship with their doctor is, is, is quite, you know, a strong one. They're obviously going to, you know, if their doctor endorses hospital at home, they're more likely to embrace um, being treated in hospital at home. 
But what we've also seen is, you know, in the early stages, our patients, our first sort of patients who were admitted into hospital became powerful advocates for hospital at home in recommending it to family, in recommending it to, to, to other patients that they had met on the ward who they know, you know, are chronic patients who are in and out of hospital. So they've been powerful advocates in terms of recommending the service, but also the doctors who've used hospital at home have also been powerful advocates in talking to their peers and actually sharing their experiences on how they've experienced hospital at home um, in sharing the merits and, and how, how much better it is than treating um, patients in hospital. You know, in a, in a world of COVID-19 where your resources are strained, um, the hospital care system was strained. We uh, heard so much about uh, what you call this, uh, the number of hospital beds running out across the country, um, you know, all of those strains. Uh, I'm just thinking about life in a, in a, in a post-pandemic, I'm doing it in quotes, a post-pandemic world, you know, to say something like, uh, you know, uh, hospital at home right, as a platform, as a concept, as an idea, and in practice, right, does it come in, obviously, there's been an embracing, you know, of such things and, you know, increased technology use over the last two years. Uh, but going forward, is it seen as, okay, fine, this is where, where we now are, right? Um, there's good uptake from doctors, good uptake from, um, from patients. This is where we are. And this is just how we're going to work. It's a type of hybrid, you know, you either in hospital or you're at home, or, you know, uh, do we then, you know, if I'm a hospital group, do I see a hospital at home as possibly competing, you know, with what I'm offering as a hospital? Yeah. So I think if we sort of look at the last couple of years in healthcare, we've seen, you know, a, a move towards alternative settings of care, right? We've firstly, we've seen, um, you know, ambulatory settings of care, day clinics, for example, um, where more and more procedures are being done in the day clinic. We've also seen the home-based care setting, you know, where we're giving, we're managing wounds in, in patients' home, we're giving IV fluids. So it was a natural progression. And what we've seen is with that shift towards these alternative settings of care, um, it has been sustained. So as people embrace it and, and, and use these settings, they, there's a certain level of confidence that, that um, is attached to it, but also it's supported by research, right? So we see that, you know, that interest becomes um, sustained. I think, you know, the future of medicine is definitely in the home. I think we will get more sophisticated in terms of the services that um, we will provide in the home. I think, you know, when you talk of COVID, um, the pandemic, you know, hospitals were a very scary place for patients to be in. You know, once you were diagnosed with COVID and you got into the hospital, that was, you know, the last time that you were able to, to, to see your family in person because they weren't allowed to visit you. So it was a very scary and isolating um, place to be. You know, doctors were also, you know, it was, a, it was also a scary place for doctors, right? Because, you know, there was a certain risk to their health as well um, due to the pandemic and having to interact with patients with, with COVID. We saw that initially, you know, hospital beds, as, as you pointed out, were filled up and we didn't have enough beds for, for patients. So hospital at home becomes this powerful innovation that, um, you know, broadens access to hospital level care for patients, you know, and, and even, even in consumer segments that we haven't previously been able to, 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 to service. 
because of the powerful, you know, model and it being much more affordable than, than traditional hospitals, it gives us a vehicle to, uh, to, to being able to quote unquote, um, open up even more hospital, hospital beds for patients in their home. Um, I think this is definitely a model that we cannot, um, you know, ignore. I think it's, it's, it's going to do a lot in terms of broadening access for patients. Um, it's also, I think hospital groups, um, you know, in our engagements have been very positive. Um, you know, one understands that, you know, hospital at home is complementary to existing hospital care. We know that there's a subset of patients who can't be treated in hospital at home. You know, those patients requiring high care or ICU will always need to go into a traditional um, hospital. But I think, you know, given the evidence behind hospital at home um, for patients in general wards, I think this is a way to sort of, you know, um, open up hospital beds within their home and move these patients, right? So that the really sick patients who need access to to, to hospitals can get that access without, you know, long waiting li- waiting times, um, you know, when they do need access to this to this critical care. So I think it will always be complementary. I don't see it as threatening um, traditional hospitals. I think it's 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 us in a responsible way broadening access to hospital level um, care for South Africans. One of the nicest things about uh, listening to uh, you talking about the innovation is the fact that there is that buy-in. A lot of the time, people, you know, have new and exciting ways of doing things, but there, uh, there tends to be a hindrance when certain stakeholders see something as a threat, uh, you know, to their position in an ecosystem, etc. But if, you know, everyone is on the same page about, you know, what uh, this type of new hospital care can mean, uh, you know, going forward and actually um, embracing it and actually saying, actually, this is helping everyone in the value chain, uh, then I think, you know, that that's always uh, a better part uh, to be in. Before we let you go, Doc, uh, the technology, you know, because that really sounds to be uh, the biggest enabler, you know, uh, and with previous conversations that we've had with Discovery on this platform, we do understand that there's a massive technology investment, uh, you know, by the company, uh, and particularly from Discovery Health Spot, um, they they were one of the first companies, if I remember correctly, um, you know, to start encouraging, you know, the use of Apple Watch and, you know, um, that being tied into certain outcomes, uh, you know, certain reports and readings, you know, from that point of view, um, monitoring, you know, all of that stuff. So when it comes to something like your um you know hospital at home i remember also having a conversation uh, around uh, telemedicine you know that discovery was involved in and you know all of the different uh, patient care systems that they had um you know invested in and you know were working with at the time trying to get more doctors to embrace the technology and on all of that so I'm thinking of something like hospital at home and thinking, has this been, you know, a new investment in terms of technology or has it uh, been, you know, taking all the different bits, you know, that uh, Discovery already has and actually just packaging them to say, guys, we can actually offer, you know, this thing, you know, as a platform called, you know, hospital at home. 
Yeah. So if we look at discovery, we have a platform called Connect Connected Care. Um, and in that platform is our electronic health record for all our patients. Um, we have lab results in there. Doctors are able to consult in there and do their, their, their telehealth um, consultations on there as well. They're able to, to send out scripts to patients, et cetera. So we already had this backbone, um, which, you know, allowed, you know, doctors access to various components of, 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 of the patient journey. What we've then taken is, you know, we partnered with Bioformis, which is the hospital at home platform, which then integrated with Connected Care. And this was important because we wanted a single platform where doctors were able to manage their patients and engage with the rest of the care team, but also have the convenience of having all other information on this patient in that central place. So, for example, if they ordered, um, you know, for a lab a pathology test or blood test to be done in hospital at home, that result would still come into connected care, which is powerful, right? Because you've now got a single platform that takes care of your communication needs but it also takes care of your clinical needs in terms of tracking, you know, pathology results, sending um, scripts to your patients, doing your 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 telehealth um, virtual consultations. So this has been powerful. And we've seen, you know, even globally, you know, that, you know, there's been a rise in telehealth. You know, if we look at um, the American Medical Association, if we look at their data coming out of 2021, 85% of doctors were already using telehealth. Um, and one in five of those doctors were already seeing up to 80% of their patients through telehealth. So you can see that globally, you know, telehealth and locally, you know, when we talk about the discovery context, we've seen exponential increase in telehealth utilization. In 2020, this was up, you know, 52 fold. In 2021, that was up, you know, almost 90 fold. So we've definitely seen globally and locally doctors embracing telehealth. Um, and I think what's powerful in, in technology and the adoption of technology is to, is to make sure that all of these systems and technology that you're using is inter, interoperable, right? Meaning it creates a seamless journey. Um, it's all integrated and you've got a single point where patients, doctors and patients can communicate, but also have access to clinical knowledge. And this is what connected care has been able to do. So as you've rightfully said, you know, uh, we, we've made a huge investment in, 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 in telehealth um, and in our platform to ensure that it provides a seamless and very slick customer, um, you know, in patients and doctor experience as well. Certainly. And uh, hopefully, you know, the more that uh, people um, embrace, you know, all of this technology, the more of that investment uh, that comes in. Uh, but two quick follow ups. Uh, yeah, two quick follow ups to that. Uh, the first one is just around, you know, we've spoken about everything now, you know, uh, the patient journey, um, getting doctors on board, different stakeholders, etc. And I know that for a lot of people, um, I, I can anticipate that uh, perhaps cost might be something that comes into people's minds to say you know um, I'm just thinking once again if I'm a if I'm a patient I'm thinking you know uh, are there any cost benefits cost differences that come up you know between me being taken care of at home um, versus uh, you know me uh, simply being admitted in a hospital it's a great question. So from a patient perspective, when you're treated in hospital at home, the event is treated as it would um, 
if you were admitted into a normal hospital. So the funding is exactly the same. It comes from your hospital benefits. So patients are not out of pocket for any any part of, of, of the hospital at home um, admission. And then for doctors, you know, they bill the same consultation codes that they would bill in hospital. Um, we've also made provision for, for an additional 30% um, income for the doctors who are admitting into hospital at home. So this is powerful because both from a, a, a patient and provider perspective, um, you know, there's complete funding for hospital at home. Um, it doesn't disrupt, you know, the, 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 the care that they would normally be able to provide for patients and patients have access to all of the care that they would have otherwise received in the traditional um, hospital. When we talk about, you know, outcomes from a hospital at home perspective, so I've mentioned that, you know, when you look at quality, quality is comparable, if not better, um, the traditional hospitals, you've got less adverse e- events, you know, you, you don't have to worry about scary things such as hospital acquired infections, um, you know, those are non-existent in the, in the hospital at home setting, patient experience is far more superior, better sleep, early mobility, um, you know, better return to functional status, they've got access to their family and caregivers around them. So this is obviously fertile ground for better outcomes. Now, we also talk of hospital at home being much more affordable than the traditional hospital. When we look at, you know, early data out of our program, we're seeing that hospital at home is 20% cheaper than the traditional hospital. When we look globally where hospital at home has been a bit more, you know, entrenched for a longer time, we're actually seeing that, you know, costs can be up to 60% cheaper than a traditional hospital. So this is important when we look at the current economic climate, right? If we look at the micro and macroeconomic trends, if we look at the war in Ukraine, we look at inflation, right? Um, we look at, you know, aging population and rising, you know, trends in non-communicable diseases. You know, there's a huge threat to healthcare sustainability. So this is why it's important that, you know, we find models of care that provide, you know, quality care at affordable costs because then it means that healthcare be, be, you know, continues to remain sustainable for South Africans. You know, um, when we look at our statistics, there's about 9 million um, South Africans who are insured in the private healthcare system. However, there's between, you know, 9 to 15 million of South Africans who are employed but uninsured. So, uh, you know, innovations at hospital at home allows us to, to, to curtail the costs of healthcare and to become more attractive to, to a greater, you know, segment of, of the South African population that isn't otherwise being serviced by the private healthcare system. So, and, you know, this is important even in the face of the NHI, right, to ensure that private healthcare remains sustainable with all of these factors um, that are happening globally and locally in the South African context as well. Those, uh, you know, those statistics around, um, you know, the savings, you know, that's actually, you know, quite interesting from that point of view. And, uh, you know, counter, uh, I, I'm glad, you know, that, I hadn't offered up my theories yet uh, because, you know, one would be thinking, okay, fine, if someone's going to be coming to the house, then maybe there's a cost, you know, to be bringing, you know, doctors, etc. Um, so, you know, glad that you see, I am not a doctor, you know, as you can see. So, <laughs> you know, uh, glad to see that, uh, you know, you're clarifying that. Uh, but I think <clears throat> that helps us to get to the last point um, because I like the fact that you had then uh, alluded to the socioeconomic reality, you 
you know, of South Africa, um, you know, because this could have benefits across the board. Uh, but we are interested, you know, because you guys are so have have so much insight into the data just around, um, you know, so far, you know, it's a, it's a relatively small, you know, sample, you know, a, hun- a hundred plus people uh, that have been, you know, treated through the system, but still uh, just getting a sense of, you know, who's actually using this you know is it you know up you know upper income you know middle lower like who's actually um used this was actually treating it whereas it yeah that you know those those aspects because they do speak to the reality of what it means to exist in south africa Absolutely, absolutely, and you know the you know an important thing with as 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 healthcare becomes sort of more digital or, or we employ digital technologies, I think it's important that we always have you know healthcare equity in the in the back of our minds and ensuring that you know digitization doesn't widen healthcare disparities. Um, and as with hospital at home, as I've mentioned, you know, they we don't expect patients to have Wi-Fi in their home. We provide them with these companion devices. They have SIM cards. They have data provided in them. Um, so all we're looking for is a safe um, home environment. Um, you know, and and you know, it's a hospital. It's a home environment that's within a 30-kilometer radius to a traditional hospital. So that, um, you know, if we need to escalate your care and get you back into hospital, we can do it timelessly without um, any delays. Um, You know, uh, we do provide our patients with power banks so that they can charge their devices, um, you know, to make sure that when we do have load shedding, um, you know, the devices are always powered and and charged. You know, once charged, these devices hold a charge for 18 hours of the day. So, you know, this service has been utilized by, you know, patients in Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, et cetera, um, through all of our plans. So it's not a, a product that is geared towards the higher plans by no means. It's for all um, Discovery uh, DHMS members, whether you're on key care, et cetera, you have access, full funding um, for, for hospital at home as well. Um, you know, it's been utilized by, you know, the young, you know, tech savvy uh, population, 30 year olds, 40 year olds. But it's also been utilized by our elderly patients who are 80 and 70. Technology is very simplistic in, in, in how it's done, you know. So they've also been quite excited about it. You know, they're finding it very easy to use the companion device and chat to the doctors. And they're loving, you know, having that um, personalized care in their home and having access to their care teams 24 hours a day. So it's it doesn't exclude anyone. It's a very inclusive um, product. Um, and caters for for all different types of, of of our members. All right, so you know, very fascinating. A new take uh, on a uh, an old way of doing things, embracing um, technology. Uh, you know, very fascinating to hear. You know how uh, Discovery has taken its investment in technology and actually now um, you know using it to offer um, you know home based care. You know that they're calling hospital at home, and um, I think some of the interesting bits uh, you know that were coming out is uh, you know just you know the cost saving bit that definitely um, piques one interest because you know of the socioeconomic reality um, you know that a lot of people um, you know do you know do face and also at the same time you know all the shifts uh, that were brought on by COVID-19 um, you know doctor telling us about um, how you know uh, COVID-19 did um, accelerate a lot of uh, the a lot of the elements uh, that have all come together 
together, you know, to put this together, uh, whether you're talking about, you know, telehealth, uh, whether you're talking about, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, hospitals have been rethinking, you know, the use of hospital beds and, you know, how to prioritize space, um, you know, in hospitals. And also at the same time, getting over, um, you know, some of the, uh, what you call this traditional mindsets. Um, and I like the fact that we, we're calling it a new take on an old concept because you sort of have to reorient people to say that, guys, actually, you know, people have been doing this for a while uh, and some of the outcomes, you know, um, can certainly, you know, be better. And then lastly, um, you know, some of those monitoring systems and the fact that, um, you know, through the use of artificial intelligence, machine learnings, and, you know, some of that other technology, you can um, actually start detecting, you know, certain things in the way that the body is working, even when uh, things are looking good, um, you know, and well, I guess, you know, that's technology, you know, being used well. So fascinating discussion, definitely keen, uh, you know, to catch up on this one to see, um, you know, when we have even more people that have been treated in this way, uh, the insights, uh, you know, that the likes of discovery will have for us, um, you know, across the board, you know, uh, Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, it's being used across the board and, you know, everyone embracing technology. So that's been it. Uh, we were talking to Dr. Uh, Boto Mozia, who is uh, the head of health professional risk and hospital at home over at Discovery Health. Doctor, thank you so much for being with us today. Thanks so much, Mudiwa. This is Mudiwa's take. Very fascinating, you know, use of technology there to affect, um, you know, the economics of what hospital care is. Um, you know, just listening to um, doctor talking about the fact that you have, uh, in certain instances, better um, outcomes um, when you are being treated at home as opposed to uh, the hospital environment. I think uh, the example that she gave around COVID-19 and the fact that in a lot of cases, um, um, you know, people had to go into hospitals, be alone, isolated from your family. Um, and uh, the type of toll that takes um, on one's psyche, on one's mental health, you know, on one's resolve to actually fight um, a disease probably um, works in some way uh, to the fact that, you know, some of, uh, some of the home-based um, alternatives, you know, do have uh, some of those better outcomes. The use of technology, as we said, just now that AI uh, piece, you know, monitoring, you know, all of those different vital systems and actually being able to uh, to to predict uh, with uh, with a certain degree, um, you know, of accuracy that, you know, X, Y, Z is about to happen and actually you work to prevent that, minimize that, mitigate that. I think, you know, it is um, a good uh, a good way of doing things. And the fact that um, so far there's seeing a 20% reduction in costs uh, when it comes to home-based care as opposed to traditional hospital-based uh, care and 60% in other parts of the world. That's a big thing because um, around the world, healthcare, you know, look at what's going on in the United States. Uh, the cost of healthcare continues to be, you know, one of those big burdens, uh, you know, on a lot of uh, on a lot of people's pockets. Um, so something like this really does come and uh, hopefully moves the needle. Um, you know, on something like that. So let's see how it goes. Um, a new take.
take on an old concept um you know embracing technology we'll see how it goes but you know so far at least um the evidence you know does suggest uh that uh, this is something that does have legs and uh, something that will uh work to actually improve access to healthcare you know for you know the majority of people out there And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcast on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. Thank you to our amazing team. Our producer is Paige Muller. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight which is a multimedia live production. So for myself and the rest of the team, it is a good evening, good afternoon, and good morning.